let's say, like the responsible automotive citizen that you are, you take your car to the dealer, they say, it needs a brake bleed. You go, two thumbs up, dude, I'm all about the safety. You pick the car up, you drive it out into traffic, and then like half an hour later or something, the brakes fail and you're in a multi-car pile-up that basically, house of cards that you built, it's dogs and cats like they're, uh, living together out there on the road. You've got all this paperwork and the cops and Jesus. How do you pick up the pieces from that? What do you do? I'm Tony Dogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. Australia only, obviously. Website. Card. Now, imagine that, right? You're in this multi-car pile-up minutes after having your car serviced at the authorised dealer. The brakes failed. They had the brakes bled. Occam's Razor. I don't know if you're familiar with Occam's Razor, but Occam's Razor is this sort of um, tool for logical analysis, and it kind of says that in the absence of compelling evidence to the contrary, the simplest explanations are often the best, generally the best, okay? So I'd be suggesting that in these kinds of situations, and this dude named Miles has written me this three-page email. It's, it's exactly that without going into the details, right? What do you do? And... He claims that he got home, it felt fine. His missus went out and drove the car shortly thereafter. That's when the four-car pile-up occurred. He turns up on the scene of the crash, and I'm inferring it therefore mustn't have been too far away from his home, and the pedal, straight to the floor, dude. He rings the dealership. They go, what do you want us to do about it? Without seeing it, how can we comment kind of thing. They, they gave him a double helping of who gives a fuck, basically, which is kind of unnecessary. You don't have to admit liability, but some concern would be nice. Uh, according to Miles, they didn't say, is everyone okay? And thankfully, everyone was okay. We're not talking about a situation with personal injury. Thank Christ for that. Now, the service has to be related to the brake failure. That, that would be my overarching position going into this. And there may be evidence that it's not, but catastrophic failure of brake systems, and Miles's car is not that old. It's a 2019 Honda CRV, so Honda's a reputable brand. And 2019 is not exactly the automotive Jurassic, right? 40,000 kilometre service. It hasn't been that far. Like, that's one lap of the planet. You'd like to think that might be good for five. So anyway, catastrophic brake failures are very rare. So the first thing I would do here is find out if there are any outstanding recalls on that car. I'd go to whatever the new website is, but it redirects if you go to recalls.gov.au. And I'd be suggesting that you do that regularly, okay, once a year or something. Just make sure that 
your particular car has not been the subject of a recall. They should check that at the dealership. That should be part of its annual servicing. But And they should write to you as well. If you've got a second-hand car, write to the manufacturer because that way, or you can do it via an online portal, obviously. You just give them the VIN code and your address. And that way, if there's a recall, they can contact you and they'll do it for free. So I'm not sure if there's a, a recall for the brakes on 2019 CRV, but that'd be worth checking. Now... Brakes are systematically designed so that a comprehensive, like complete foot flat to the floor failure is very difficult to achieve. And the only way I could see this happening is a catastrophic failure of the master cylinder, which would be unlikely in a three-year-old Japanese car, right? But some investigation is certainly warranted here. And you've got to say to yourself, well, how do you get that across the line? Because I wouldn't be giving it to the dealership, right? Because they've got a vested interest, haven't they? And the vested interest is not our fault. It's just one of those things, dude, right? I'd further be suggesting that the car is insured. According to Miles, this is an insurance claim sort of issue. And the insurance company certainly has a lot of skin in this game because if you are deemed the at-fault party, which I assume you would be by the cops because you jam the snout of your car up the arse of the following three cars and four cars are damaged, that's a claim, your insurer is going to have to cover it. They've got financial skin in the game and they've also got the resources to do proper investigation. So the very first thing I'd be doing here is I'd be talking to the insurer and I'd be saying, but I just had the car serviced. They bled the brakes at the service. Here's my receipt, you know. How about you do some proper forensic investigation of what the cause of this brake failure is? Because it's not negligent driving if you have a mechanical failure that can't be overcome. Miles actually sent me a shot of foot on the brake pedal and brake pedal flat to the floor, okay? So this is unlikely to be a problem with a specific wheel. And I was thinking about what could be the problem here. And it's it's not the kind of thing that would happen if one bleed screw is just left undone or works itself loose, right? Because the brake system is split diagonally so that the front and rear brakes of this side are on a different sort of hydraulic circuit to the front and rear on the other diagonal. So if you lose a bleed screw or you damage a brake line or something of that nature, only one of those two hydraulic circuits is compromised and you still get sort of 50% of the brakes. Now, if you've got time, Okay, if you realise that this is happening, and this is one of the reasons why you should always drop back in traffic and you should never brake at the last moment or be right up someone's clacker while you're driving because if this happens, distance equals time and if you're back here and you've got time and you notice the pedal getting spongy or going straight to the floor, pump it multiple times because sometimes with problems with brakes, if you haven't had a catastrophic master cylinder failure, or even if you have, maybe a bit of repeated pumping of the pedal will give you enough hydraulics to stop, okay? But if you ride up the snout of the car in front, you're not going to have time to do that. 
you should always have a safety margin is what I'm saying. And if you can think of it in the moment, and I guess there is a lot of pressure when this sort of thing happens, but if you can think of it, pump the brakes multiple times, do not give up and pull on the handbrake, dude, because it's there. It's, I know it's just a parking brake, but in an emergency, you can also do that. Jam the transmission back into a lower gear. That might help at least reduce the severity of any impact damage. And you've got to remember that even small changes in speed make a huge difference to impact energy. So if you can only wipe off 5Ks or 10Ks an hour, that's going to make a huge difference, right? The other thing you can do if you're on an arterial road and you notice a brake failure and you've got time, like you get a brake warning light, for example, and you hit the pedal and nothing happens and it kind of keeps happening, you can find the left-hand edge of the road. If there's a made-up sort of gutter, you can scrub the wheels and tyres on that side into the gutter and that'll wipe off some speed as well if those other countermeasures prove ineffective. But look, I don't want to I don't want to make people sort of trepidatious about driving, right? Catastrophic failures of brakes are very rare indeed. It's tremendously unlikely that you will ever experience anything like that. It's more likely that half of the system could fail, but as long as you're not, you know, down Conrad straight at 200 k's an hour, you'll probably be able to stop at the end, right? you'll probably be able to pull it up with half the brakes because it's very rare to use 50% of the total braking capacity of the car when you're just driving normally in traffic. And of course, this is another reason why it's prudent to have safety margins and kind of just go with the flow without being a rabid cock while you just drive. Now, in Australia, driving is terrible. We have this, we have this intersection of incompetence and aggression. So we've got aggressive, incompetent cocks driving around the rest of us all the time in traffic. And it's it's pretty galling because they cut their safety margins to zero and all you can do, because you can't pull out the bat pumpy and just fire a warning shot, that's a very dim view is taken of that. All you can do is accommodate them by dropping back. But distance, time, conservative driving, that's how I'd accommodate all sorts of driving problems, steering failure and all this stuff. The other thing is, of course, that a lot of people, and Miles was one of them, he indicated that the engine kind of had some glitch as well and shut down and that meant he, quote, lost the steering and the brakes. And I'd suggest that doesn't happen. What you lose is the power assistance, right? You lose the vacuum assistance on the brakes and that just means the effort required to stop the car is more, greater, whatever. You have to press harder, right? But you don't lose the brakes. And you also don't lose the steering. What you do is you lose the power assistance. And this is a bigger deal at lower speeds, but if you're reasonably able-bodied, you can still steer without the power assistance. It's not a, a loss of control in those respects scenario. It's just a reduction of assistance and higher manual effort is required. So anyway, I'd be flat out interested to know exactly what happens when the insurance company, and I'm sure they will look into it, they've got to look into what the cause of this problem is. If they share it with you, you might even be able to take it to court, Miles, and or your, or your missus might be able to take it to court. And if it's proved to be a servicing fault leading to a mechanical defect and not driver error, 
if the cops ended up charging her with negligent driving, it may well be that you could put a case to the court that this was not negligent driving, this was a mechanical failure, and nobody, you know, Mark Scaife would have run up the arse of those next three cars, so sort of thing. So in that scenario, that could be a benefit as well, and your missus might emerge from this with her licence intact. So anyway, look, without giving the game away, the names of the dealers and all that sort of thing, I thought it might just be worthwhile going through a plan of attack for this process. And I think the insurance company could be a real asset here. Just bear in mind, they're not helping you. They're helping themselves, but their findings might be a benefit to you. For the rest of you, I hope that you never experience that. But if you do, pump hard, make sure you drop back. Two thumbs up. Thanks for watching.